This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show on tap. Before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. Back with us again is our sleep expert, Dr. Amy Bender, Director of Clinical Sleep Science at Cerebra. Doctor, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. We're excited to have you on. We're getting uh, into preseason soccer. And of course, that means for our college players, high school players, middle school, even some of our clubs are starting to get underway. And uh, we want to talk about sleep because it's such an important component that we probably don't talk a whole lot about or as much as we need to. So we're going to go over some tips and advice that you may have for these players to kind of get back into uh, a regular groove, a zone, a routine type thing. So why don't we go ahead and dive right in. Why is consistent sleep such an important thing, especially for our youth soccer players? It's really important. And um, a lot of sleep scientists, like this is their number one tip is to have a consistent sleep schedule. And it's a way for our brain and our body to know uh, the time of day. Like, should I be awake or should I be asleep? And when we're adjusting that schedule too much, so for example, sleeping until you know 1 p.m. on the weekends, our our brain and our body don't really know, uh, you know, should I be awake or should I be asleep during that time? So it's a way to signal, it's a way to have consistency that it's time to be awake, it's time to be asleep. And there's actually been some research uh, to show that despite both groups getting equal amounts of sleep, they compared regular versus irregular sleepers. And they found that the regular sleepers had better quality sleep. They had melatonin that was released earlier and they also had better grades. So better academic performance. So it is really an important key and um, an important piece for people to adhere to. You had mentioned, obviously, especially during the summer, our sleep schedule gets so erratic, whether it's vacation, whether it's having no responsibilities during the summer. So yeah, you sleep in until one o'clock, that type of thing. What tips do you have to our athletes to get back on track? Yeah, I think um, especially during the summer, I mean, it is it is important if you can to sleep more in line with your biology. Um, so if you do not have obligations in the morning to have more of a consistent sleep schedule and wake up later if you can versus during the school year where, you know, you have to get up early. So I would say I would say that to start, if you do have the capability um, to sleep more in line with your biology, to go to bed a little bit later, to wake up a little bit later, which is what we find in adolescence is they have a tendency to be more night owls, I would say go for it. Now, as we're approaching um, school coming up, you know, we want to transition back to more of an earlier schedule. So I would say at least a week in advance, we want to start going to bed 15 minutes earlier, maybe a half hour earlier, and waking up 15 minutes to a half hour earlier in that week before school. And if you've gotten really extreme, you know, you may want to start a couple of weeks ahead of time. 
Um, and uh, take, for example, so I have a nine-year-old son. He uh, has an important baseball tournament this weekend. And he's been, you know, sleeping until 9 a.m. Uh, lately. And his game this weekend in four or five days is going to be at 9.30, where he has to be at the field at 8.30. And so for him, I'm going to do the same thing. We're going to, we're starting now, we're trying to get him to go to bed earlier and wake up a little bit earlier so that by the time that game rolls around, he won't be half asleep by the time it's starting. Important advice. You got to get ahead of the game there. Um, sleep environment is so crucial to getting a good night's sleep. What are some tips for our athletes in creating that good sleep environment? So um, the sleep environment is key for a good night's sleep. And it's a way to make a one-time investment in the environment that can pay future dividends for every night from that point on. So the three key elements to a good sleep environment are cool, dark, and quiet. So the first one being cool, we want to keep our temperature lower because as we fall asleep, our temperature drops. So we want to keep that, uh, that temperature of our environment cool. So between 65 to 70 degrees is typically what that temperature should look like. And then we also want to keep it dark. So we want to have um, blackout blinds. So for example, for me, I have uh, blackout shades that I pull down and I have blackout blinds that I pull across the window as well. So it's a way to keep out that external light um, and potentially having an eye mask as well. So if that's not possible, having a good eye mask that stays on throughout the night could be an alternative to that. And then keeping the environment quiet. So for me, I use earplugs. Uh, for other people who can't really tolerate earplugs, that may look like a, a white noise machine to kind of block out some of those external noises. And again, yeah, just trying to keep that environment, that sleep environment, like a cave. We're talking with Dr. Amy Bender, Director of Clinical Sleep Science at Cerebra. Our phones are such an important part of our lives now. However, though, why should they not be a part of your routine before bed? And what are some tips to a phone-free bedtime routine? Yes, absolutely. Our phones are critical for us. And a lot of people use them as alarm clocks as well, which can be a problem because you have that phone right next to your bed. You may wake up during the middle of the night and be tempted to check your phone, which then exposes your eyes to blue light which then reduces melatonin and it wakes us up. So we wanna ideally have the phone outside of the bedroom. So for me, I have my phone downstairs, I sleep upstairs, I don't have the phone tempting me during the middle of the night. And people can get a, an old school alarm <laughs> clock, you know, <laughs> if you're using that uh, alarm clock, if you're using the phone for your alarm clock, I mean, there's always, there's always a solution there with the, with the old school alarm clock. And, and it's, it's not just about the light exposure too, it's about um, what content are you looking at? So if you're uh, looking at the news, um, you know there's a lot of negative things going on and that could potentially impact our sleep quality. If you're looking at social media as an adolescent, you know there may be something that you don't like that you see on there um, that could 
you know, wake your brain up. So it's important to put those phones away about an hour before bedtime and really focus on trying to, trying to get your brain and your body to prepared for sleep. One thing you had mentioned, and I don't think we talk about enough, is that blue light that comes from our phones, our iPads, and our laptops. What is blue light, and how does it affect us, and what can we do to limit our exposure to it? Mm -hmm. So blue light is, is the wavelength of light that our circadian rhythms are most sensitive to. And our circadian rhythms help regulate when we need to be awake and when we need to be asleep. And melatonin is a marker of that circadian rhythm. So if we are getting blue light exposure too close to bedtime, that's gonna delay our melatonin release, that sleepiness hormone, making it more difficult to fall asleep or potentially wake you up during the middle of the night or even potentially impact sleep quality in general. So it's not, a lot of people think, you know, oh, this phone, uh, it's not really impacting my sleep quality, but there could be on a much more brainwave level, we may be seeing differences in sleep quality before, you know, when you're using the phone versus not using the phone. Um, and so blue light helps regulate or light in general helps regulate our circadian rhythms. And so it's important to get lots of light in the morning when our brain needs to be awake and alert um, and then reduce that blue light exposure as we approach bedtime and you know around two hours before bedtime we want to um, start dimming the lights you know an hour before bedtime put the phone away and really just try and simulate what we do uh, in a natural environment if we didn't have electrical lighting and there was actually a study to show that uh, people who went camping, so where they weren't exposed to electrical lighting, actually uh, helped regulate their circadian rhythms. And they uh, were just, you know, being exposed to natural sunlight and daylight throughout the day. And they found that they actually, their melatonin started to get released earlier on because they didn't have, you know, a lot of that electrical light use in the evening that would not normally occur. Going camping can reset that. That's amazing. That's, that's, yes. great. that's great research. I love it. Um, Dr. Bender is a wonderful follow on social media, uh, not only for the sleep tips and, and studies that she comes across and, and uh, some great opinions too of some stuff that comes out that, uh, you know, she kind of goes, really? Uh, but also to uh, wonderful vacation pictures and, uh, and adventures that her and her family go on. Uh, where can they find you on social media? You can find me at Sleep for Sport. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm also, I'm the Director of Clinical Sleep Science at Cerebra, so you can check out our website, cerebra.health, or I have my own website at sleepintowin.com. Awesome. She's a wonderful follow. I recommend if you want to alter your performance and just alter your health and, and just feel better, uh, alter your sleep and get, get better sleep and you will find how amazing uh, that can be for you. Dr. Bender, thank you so much for coming on the program. We really appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. Until next time, hopefully. Sounds good. <laughs> and thank you for listening to the show. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network. Or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.